Black Girl and Home creates space for women of color to breathe easy. We promote holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash and Dion Ivory, and thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We are almost at the very end of our second season of the podcast. Yay! Wait, is that? I mean, no. Oh, wait, no, you're positive. This is why I always appreciate you. <laughs> I was like, wait, you're am so I doing positive. something wrong? I was like kind of bittersweet saying it, like sad. You know, my heart's a little sad. But you're right, you know, we just need to take a break. Celebrate the accomplishments that exactly. we've had with, you know, a great season, too. Exactly. We've done a great job. We had great hosts. You've been a great host. Thank you. Yeah. Girl, you've been doing great yourself. Thanks. <laughs> no, but it's uh, it's been really great. I know that a lot of people, you know, um, really love the energy that Zakia brought to the first season, and she was definitely a great co-host to have. And it's been awesome as well this season having you. Um, Thank you. On the show, we've had a lot of great conversations, mm-hmm. a lot of really meaningful conversations, and it's really awesome to see our community of listeners grow too. Like, Absolutely. For anyone listening, like anytime you tweet us, anytime you comment, anytime you email, we read it and we love it. Like we literally get excited, like kids, mm-hmm. seeing the feedback that you all have for us. So absolutely. Thank and you. so, you know, this time off, we're going to be just being reborn in some ways, you know, growing in in other ways. And we'll have a lot more to share in season three. I'm excited. I'm excited too. And I think like for anyone um, who, you know, is listening, who also has ideas for additional topics or conversations or guests, we love your feedback. Send it on over to us. Um, You can shoot us an email at our um, hello at blackgirlnome.com address. You can also just like tweet us too. Like Mm -hmm. we, again, we literally look at every single thing that comes our way. So we are here for you. Yes. So I think today we are excited because we have two in-studio guests. It's actually our first time having two people in the studio with us. Um, They traveled all the way from Atlanta just for this conversation. Okay, I'm playing (laughs) a little bit, not just for this conversation, but (laughs) they're here in the studio. Hey, ladies. Hey. Hey. So we have Dr. Crystal Jones, and we also have Ty, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Hippie Heathen. Love that name. (laughs) Thank you. So we're so happy to have you both. (laughs) <laughs> Very excited to be here. <laughs> and um, I'm just going to read a little bit about both of you so that in case we don't touch on, you know, one or, or more of these aspects of your being throughout the conversation, at least our people can know a little bit about you. Um, I love your About Me <clears throat> on your website, Crystal. It's so beautiful. I know it's not a bio, but it's like <laughs> it's like your essence, I feel like. So I'm just going to read that. a little bit about it. I like that listeners. even better, yeah. Right? Um, On this path, I've chosen to serve as a reflection. I am. I have a whole bunch of titles, but mostly I am. And through that place, I show up as a guide for women that are ready to do the work and hold space for the integrity of the healing process, whatever that looks like. Daily, I choose to be. And in that being, I am the reflection of clarity, foundational healing, and the evolution of truth. After all, my parents named me Crystal. That vibration has been spoken into me for many, many years. Okay. So I know that you do that. Wait a minute. I wrote that? Yes, you wrote it, girl. Yes, you did. It was a word. It was a word. I know that you're many things. I mean, you're a healer. You practice um, chiropractic healing. You offer these really transformative healing experiences specifically for women. Could you talk a little bit about what intrigued you and got you onto that journey? It's been quite a journey. Um, I have held space as an authority figure for a long time, and I found that women were giving me their power. Mm. And it was important for me and my understanding to offer that power back to them. And so I serve mostly with all those titles as a spiritual advisor. And I have a session with these people and really get them to own their power. But then there's just advisement for when they want to reach a new level of elevation and Mm -hmm. feel like they're stuck in a destructive cycle. Hmm. 
That's beautiful. Oh, that is beautiful. That's beautiful. I think, I mean, we're going to talk about what you just said a little later about like giving back power and understanding that the power is within you throughout mm-hmm. that process. I think sometimes in the wellness world as a, as a facilitator of healing, um, oftentimes the person who comes into that space to work with you thinks that it is all, you know, the facilitator's job or like responsibility to do the healing, but it really isn't you as the receiver and as the one looking for that. So I think mm. that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ty, we haven't forgotten about you. It's so totally fine. Miss, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Miss Hippie Heathen, um, yes. you declare yourself as a certified yoga nut, book hoarder, <laughs> self-seeking wanderer, currently residing in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. For the past three years, you've used your online presence, and it is a strong one, I love it, mm-hmm. to share your yoga and wellness journey, as well as writing, thoughts on spirituality, self-love, life empowerment, raising consciousness, and compassionate children. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And <laughs> says you. that you've been able to help thousands simply by being raw, open, and real. I think that's yeah. amazing. So Thank you. <laughs> can you share more about that journey with us? Um, yeah. So I started my yoga journey actually on Instagram, like day one. Um, and I think for the last three years or so, I've just been just sharing myself just authentically. And I think people really were drawn to it from Mm -hmm. from the beginning and I think at the time I didn't know what I was building I was just showing up and just you know doing the work and I think people were like wow you know this black girl with this afro just like killing this yoga and just (laughs) being so real with it you know I'm just so open and vulnerable and just sharing every step of the way and I think it was just it was just the right timing, I think. You know, I think it was the right timing, and, and I'm just here, still doing it, still going for it. I'm here with you guys, and it's yes. just like, wow. Mm-hmm. I just never, like, every day is happening, and I just never know what's going to come up, you know, and every day right. is something else, and it's just, ans- it's just manifestation is happening all the time for me. And, um, yeah, and I'm here, and I'm happy, and, and I'm healthy, and I'm just living with the kid. And, oh, yeah, so we'll talk about the children later. <laughs> That's that's my life, you know. Yeah. That yeah, but um, yeah, that's that's Here, pretty much happy the, and healthy. Yes. I love that. That's like a great tagline. Yes, thank you know you. it's something that I really um, love is your name, and I really want to know what inspired hippie heathen. Whoa, such strong words. <laughs> it is. Um, I came up with the name when I started the Instagram um, like three years ago, and it was at the time I was just really trying to scream out to the world that who I was at the time. Right, I was just this peaceful black woman um, that just wanted to be who she was and I felt like at the time I couldn't. Mm. Um, so I just started to take this name of hippie as you know, this hippie, I love being barefoot, I love being outside, I love nature and all of its essence. But then I'm, you know, the, the heathen part, everybody's always so, right. <laughs> so yes. And so that is more of, I think I live a very taboo life. I think um, I'm polyamorous, so I do have two partners. Mm. Um, I'm atheist. Well, I started out as atheist at the time when I created the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've since started transitioning um, to other things. But um, I think that's where the name came from, me just being very vocal about who I was. Mm-hmm. And, and in society's terms, I'm a heathen. Like, what is this this woman? She's, you know, I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, all these things that will label you as a heathen. Like, mm-hmm. you you know, so it was just like, yeah, here I am. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah. People took it. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah Thank you. Yeah. Oof, yeah. Thank you. That's <laughs> well, now we know. I know. Now yeah. we know. Girl, set us straight all the way. <laughs> I love what you shared about um, just being the ways that you're being taboo that was actually something that we explored um last month i believe the month of uh may mm-hmm. um with everything black girl known like yeah um really exploring taboo topics so we talked intentionally about like mental health oh yeah we talked mm-hmm. about um spirituality that's not necessarily found in like a traditional you know institutional face setting mm-hmm. we talked about a lot of different topics that are outside of like guess the norm mm-hmm. so um too bad we couldn't have like you know pulled you in during that but we can still do it <laughs> I mean I think for me it was more so um me tapping into raising the children like secular um with secular views but also just to be compassionate and you know going from like being Christian and being, you know, all these different things that you have to be Mm -hmm. um, and me teaching them that you don't have to be any of those things. You know, Mm -hmm. you can be exactly who you are, you know, and it's been a journey teaching them that because I had to separate, I had to pull back, you know, all my limitations Mm -hmm. that I had growing up Mm -hmm. and all the things that I was taught in order to teach them 
um, this newfound way of thinking. And I'm, I'm journeying and I'm learning and I'm teaching them and they're learning and they're teaching me. And yeah. <laughs> it's just this back and forth thing, yeah. you know, going on. And it's just so amazing. And I'm so happy that I was able to do it with them, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that growing up. And mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of us have that, ch- that choice to be. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I just want them to be whatever they are. Just be right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> So let's go back to you, Crystal. (laughs) So um, you are a healer. Um, One thing that I was really interested in having you on the show for is because um, I think that there is um, a lot of energy right now, a lot of energy around um, self-care and healing. And then once you step into that, then sometimes you have this, this tendency to say, oh, well, I want to also then become a healer. I want to help other people. Mm. Um, and I think that's great. Um, and I also think that not necessarily everyone is supposed to enter that role. I think that it's, you know, it's, it's intense. It's like a very intense calling. So how did you discern that that, like, calling was for you? Mm. That's a great question. Um, it was a, it's a feeling. It was an experience of... Once again, starting from fixing people, which is what you're taught to do, you know, come to me, I can heal you, and really understanding, like moving forward, and a lot of the elders would always say that I was chosen, they poured so much into me, they would put me in the middle of the forest, they would have me, they would teach me without telling me anything, and move me forward in that. And because of that, I had to activate the healer inside of me. And because I had to activate that from such a raw place, mm-hmm. I know that others can do that. And um, yeah, it's been it's been quite the journey, especially with it being so popular about self care. And right. I I want to be I want to be a healer. The first thing any person who says that needs to understand is that. Any person you're interacting with, they're the healer. You're mm. just facilitating it. And mm. it's just, it's it's being said way too much now. I'm a healer mm-hmm. or you are a healer of yourself. And mm. everything that's around you is going to reflect that. That's all that's to that. You know, for me, I have a lot of understanding of the spiritual realm and the physiological realm. And I'm able to hold space mm-hmm. for the healing process of others and that's a beautiful thing that I can do that and be myself for a living and throw in the formal and experiential education. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just hear it way too much. And then the people who want to be healers are exhausted because it's not innate to them. It's another career that seems amazing, you know, white sheets and teacups and whatever self-care looks like. You know, for me, it's a shower. Um, (laughs) but it's just this, it's this idea that healing, that you said something really important that they want to help people. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is there's this big thing where people are out targeting to help everybody. And then Mm -hmm. they don't understand why people don't want what they have. And it's like offering a Christmas gift to somebody who doesn't celebrate Christmas is not you. It's that you're not for them. It's, you don't have this, this box that you need to hand someone what you need to know about the person they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And if they want something from you, they'll ask. Mm. Two questions before any session. Who are you and how is it that I can serve you? I put it back in you. I don't, I don't have a cookie cutter plan for you. I don't know where we're going. Yeah. I don't choose. I don't have a plan for what I think healing looks like for you. Because when people work with me, it gets really dark very fast. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of shadow work. And until we go through that shadow work, we can't, you can't, you can only elevate so much as a light because that's what you're told. Like healing is this light, Mm. fluffy rainbow thing. But it reaches a pinnacle when your shadow has never, like your shadow self has never been embraced. So when you want to elevate your light, you have to elevate your shadows. Mm. You have to elevate those things that are so uh, wrong or taboo about you. You have to understand the perspective and just be whole and elevate as one person. Mm -hmm. And that is the healer within the person. And that's what somebody who holds space 
activate on any level that they're certified or gifted or whatever in. That's beautiful. Oh my God. Wow. You said so much. That's so she important. Did. She always says so much. Girl. <laughs> Girl. See, I'm glad we have you both because you're friends and supporters and it's so beautiful. It is really beautiful. Oh, and what you, you, what mm. you, I know you have some thoughts, Sian. Tally is my spirit time. animal. Though. No, because you talked about elevating your light and then like elevating your shadows. And I just think about how, like, whenever God wants to prune me through a season or, you know, he wants to elevate me in some type of way, whatever they may look like, it comes with me, like, exploring some things I don't want to explore. Mm-hmm. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Sometimes he's like, Dion, I'm going to need you to face this. And you don't want to face it. You're like, no, I want to be elevated. Like, bring me to my light. And it's like, you can't get there because you have all of this, this baggage, all of this, you know, this darkness that's hovering over you. Mm-hmm. And until you face that, you know what I'm saying, you can't break through. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, open that closet. Ab- that absolutely. <laughs> Those skeletons out. And wow. I just... That was, I've been going through this thing with my family because I'm not really close to them um, for a lot of reasons. Um, And then when I talk about it, I get really, really emotional. Mm -hmm. But it bothers me that I don't have that, like a loving relationship like I see other people have, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's because I had a very, very dark childhood, you know? And so there are some places that God wants to take me, but I'm unable to go because I have been unwilling to, like, really reconcile things with my family. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't make me feel good. It's not bringing me joy to have to sit and talk to, you know, my mom about this or my siblings about this. But it's like, I know that if when I do it, I'm going to break free. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be truly liberated. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so I just, that was confirmation. You gave me chills, girl. Like, I feel that because I'm in that space as well. Yeah. It's real out here, you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not pretty all the time, you know, and people be like, oh, you know, Dion, you're so this, you're so that, and it's just like, you can be in this space where you're isolated, and you've built your own reality, mm. but they yeah. don't include your family members, yes. you know what I'm saying, and that's yeah, very that's, ugly, that's, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> you know, oh god, I'm gonna stop talking about this, I'm feeling so convicted right now, oh, this yeah. is great though, but no, I the just, journey, it's crazy, it's, it's crazy, and when you have to leave people behind sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard mm-hmm. but sometimes it has to be done yeah. like you know but you're family, not leading friends. them to a place that you're not leaving them behind mm-hmm. into in a bad way no right no, you are no. allowing them to follow their journey oh, yes. and what happens is like we we find this journey and we find it amazing and then we want to bring everybody with us and it doesn't work for yeah. them because just as anybody does, you, you want to give them the best of everything, but that's your truth. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really, really fundamental in my practice. Yep. Truth is perspective and it evolves. And if it does not evolve, you're, you're dying. You're, I don't know where you're going. Absolutely. And that, that work, that deep work, I get a lot of questions of what if I fall too far? Yeah. What if this mud puddle takes me too far and you can't be afraid of falling too far. That place that's too far is the exact place that needs to um, be addressed because once again, that light self of you is going to elevate, but it's just gonna hit a glass ceiling. Absolutely. And you'll feel good. And if you don't care about your life and you care about, you know, I just wanna be in this level of success, you won't ever go there, but Mm -hmm. when it'll hit you and it'll convict you, Mm -hmm. I want more. Mm -hmm. And you have to, to face it, but you don't have to do it alone. You do have to do it, you have to do it, but you don't have to do it alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, when a baby is learning how to walk, you kind of hold their hand. You don't have yeah. to hold their hand. They can figure it out themselves. Yeah. But there are spaces for you to have someone show you that you have wings. Yes. Then learn what to do with them yeah. and then allow you to have that space and open that power for you to know how to fly. Yes. Right. I love, I mean, uh, I feel like I say this all the time on our show, but I love this. So <laughs> what you just said about um, just really going there, <laughs> like really embracing, you know, sometimes what is the most challenging and going mm-hmm. there. So I just got back from this like, really amazing transformative weekend (laughs) um, in Hawaii and it was a wellness focus experience and um, I got to take two classes with Baron Baptiste who founded the style of yoga that I teach, power yoga. Um, The Baptiste Institute is his 
And he, in guiding the second yoga class that we took, um, reminded me of one of my, my favorite yoga quotes, which is um, from um, Iyengar, who he studied directly mm-hmm. under. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the minute that you want to escape the pose is the moment that the pose yeah. begins. So the minute that you're in, you know, whatever posture that chair. hurts as hell <laughs> for you to share. I can sit in a chair for days. I love squats for some reason. I love like the, th- the burning of my thighs. For me, it's hip openers. And really? I, I now that's that my, I understand. And that's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now that I understand why, what's happening in hip oh, openers, yeah. you know, the emotional release, yes. like that's not what I like usually, yes. you know. So yes. it's not even about the physical. It's about what's going on, yes. I think, spiritually and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in that moment that you're supposed to, you know, just sit with it and see what comes up and observe rather than attach, like, allowing your mind to attach to it in ways that are like, ooh, this hurts, ooh, this is bad, isn't useful. What's useful is, oh, what's happening here? That's interesting, let me explore that later, Mm -hmm. you know? And it seems to me that this is what we're talking about as well, you know? Um, Whether you're a yogi or not, you can understand this. Like, the, uh, the idea of like when life presents you with like the darkest thing possible, instead of trying to, for me, I always, I'm very solution oriented. I'm very task oriented. It's like, oh, there's a challenge. Oh, there's a problem. Oh, there's an issue. You know, whether for me or for someone else, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to fix it. Sometimes you can't fix it. Sometimes you shouldn't even fix it. You just need to check it out from a distance and be open to the journey of whatever it is that you're supposed to be learning through it. And I'm learning that right now. I have uh, a family member who is going through some mental health challenges right now. And it is like the hardest thing for me because I'm not like able to really do anything except for like continue to support and show up in my own way, even if that support and and showing up is not even reflected back to me, Mm -hmm. even if I'm not able to be like, oh, I'm helping this person, you know? And that's like, I'm, I love to have some control. I love to be like, oh, okay, now I, that domino fell. Now that one's going to go. No, I don't know where the dominoes are. I'm in like a dark room. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, I think that this is so important, such an important reminder. Something that you mentioned um, about like facing those dark times, like you're so solution oriented. I just try to preserve like my happiness by all means. You know what I'm saying? If I feel like my peace of that, peace is at risk or someone's trying to threaten like or trying to take away my joy that I've been having that I didn't experience as a young child I try to run away from that and God he's always like Dion you think that this is joy you really think this is a joy you know what I'm saying if you face this darkness like you're going to truly have this experience that it goes beyond your wildest imagination. Like that glass ceiling you were talking about. It's just like you're going to keep hitting that. You're not going to be able to access this wholeness that mm-hmm. I want you to have. Yes. You know what I'm oh, saying? That's Absolutely. the key. Wholeness. Yes. Wholeness. Absolutely. Because when we think that we're like joyful, but we're really just like stifling this yes. darkness or like our, our shadows, have the mask it's on. not real. Mm-hmm. It's not real. Wow. Okay. This yes. is... Okay, Ty, what do you think about this? What do I think about? What do you think about? Yeah. Or how Um, have you experienced this? If that's okay for me to ask. How about? um, Well, I think for me, um, me realizing that everybody is having their own experience. So my experience is going to be different than Crystal's and different than yours and different than yours, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like in the process of healing, for me, I kind of take on <laughs> what Dion was saying, where you you know you try to protect that, protect that happiness, and like mm-hmm. push it away and push it away. Um, and sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you have to sit with it. And I think I've heard that so much from her. And I think meeting her in Costa Rica um, was just such a blessing in disguise um, because she has just opened me up to a lot. She's so funny. She's fake crying over here. No, I'm not. No, No, you opened me up too. I tell you, you're my spirit animal. No, like my soul animal. I feel like, but it's perfect. We've always lived that close to each other in Costa Rica. It's crazy. That's beautiful. I'm obsessed. Life is so beautiful when you let it Yes. Be and stop trying to control it and drive it. Um, Because Lauren, you said something to me about cliff diving. Like I take away protective barriers. So I train my body into not being comfortable. Yeah. So since I'm very physical, I do very physical things Mm -hmm. to train my body. So when I'm in a situation, 
my body automatically goes into let it just go yeah jump jump. that feeling that you have free free fall fall. mode yeah Mm -hmm. so she shared um a cliff diving video on her instagram story a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago and I DM'd her like, oh, girl, nah, never. And she told me like basically that she intentionally did it. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God. So I'm not going to lie. When I went to Hawaii, I was like, oh, my God, they better not bring us to a cliff because I know <laughs> that Crystal's like words are going to ring in my head and I'm going to force oh, yes. myself. And I never went to the cliffs. But the next time I do, I know I'm going to force myself because of you because it's, I know it's going to benefit me. And by force myself, I mean that probably someone's going to push, push me off. off. It'll be Dion. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't want anybody to push you yeah. off. Like yeah, once you once you experience that moment and you've taken like whatever it takes to get to that that level, you that that spot isn't. It's not. You know. Then you got to go back and do it again. Oh, oh my god, god. girl! Why are you? Let's why all go together and this? hold hands and jump off. Oh my god. <laughs> if you want to go in Hawaii, let me know. Yes. Oh my I'm all goodness. about doing it everywhere. But I, it was it's just find things to, to train. Find things to train your body in the language that you understand. No. Well, I've done it before, oh. so it wasn't for for me. I'm I'm a I'm a daredevil, so I will do that and have no problem doing it. <laughs> but for her, it was just amazing to experience that and see her do that and know she can't swim and see her jump down like wait you couldn't swim what did you do when you got down there because I relax so well I just let go and then I come back to the top and then girl absolutely mouth open right this is where and I witness if you get scared then your body (laughs) gets heavy and you'll you will drown the thing is thank you for telling me that because yeah I would have been looking that three much weeks. I first of all I cannot <laughs> swim me jumping off of a cliff we're gonna do what? it together what we're gonna do it together Dion yes oh mark our words everyone listening we're gonna do it now you have to do it <laughs> now you have to do it because you said it Ooh, wow. can't edit that part I out I would have been drowning because wow. let me tell you I would have been all the scared <laughs> wow yeah. wow um well I think let's T, I know that you, you're like one of your main, you know, mm-hmm. aspects of like healing and self-care mm-hmm. is through yoga. Yes. Um, so, you know, what has your journey with it been like? How has it changed? I mean, I've, I've recently had some changes in my practice. I'll share mm-hmm. about that as well. But like, okay. it is a journey. Like, it is not something that stays the same from day to day, from month oh, to month, no. from year to year. So like, yeah. what has that journey been like for you? Well, so I think most of my journey has been off the mat, (laughs) Um, has been the most intense off the mat. Mm -hmm. Um, I came to yoga specifically for the asana at first, you know, like I just want to learn how to do those shapes. That's what I thought they were at the time. I didn't know what yoga was. (laughs) I didn't know that, you know, I was already meditating and I didn't even know that meditation was a form of yoga. Mm. Um, So that just goes to show you the transformation that I've taken. Um, And so... Just putting myself out there and, like I say, always doing the work, you know, it took a lot, I think, for me, coming from a childhood that was very dark, not being able to resonate with anybody around me, you know what I mean? I just had to literally have tunnel vision for my journey. Like, I know what I want it to look like, and now I have to go and get it. And that's that's been the most thing... Um, the most comforting thing for me is just looking back, like, you know, and just like, wow, girl, you've, you've come far, you know, from the way I raised the children and, and them journeying with me, you know, so for me even changing, right, mm-hmm. from, through this process, me changing as a parent and me having to communicate that to them, hey, okay, this is what's happening. Mommy messed that up a little bit at first, you know what I mean? This is not the way that we should do this. Or, you know, and I'm always always telling them, you know, I'm going to mess up. I don't have all the answers. I've never raised a 12-year-old, you know. So, and next year, I've never raised a 13-year-old. I've never raised a, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. it grows, and they grow, and they change. And so, me keeping up with them, and (laughs) it's hard, you know what I mean? And me being mindful of that change and that they're going to go through and that I'm going to go, I'm going to continuously change. Mm -hmm. So they have to be aware of that because mommy's not always going to be the same. You've seen mommy change from three years (laughs) and three years, you know? So me just being open and and just me just being very vocal about it. I think the communication with the children and my partners. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. That's been a whole, that could be a whole episode in itself (laughs) 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 Um, on this journey of just, to, to the lifestyle that I live right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yoga has definitely helped that, helped me balance that. It's all been a balancing act for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and since starting yoga, I've started a podcast myself. Um, and What's the name? It's so we called can find As out. Above, So Below. And I'm actually on iTunes and um, 
SoundCloud as well. Beautiful. So yes, check that out. But just just growing and just knowing, growing and learning and evolving. And I think in all of this, I've considered myself, and I think all of us are, loaded souls, right? And so we grow from the muck and, and we become this quote-unquote, or we, we try to become this enlightened, you know, person, and yeah. I think um, it's all in the journey. I don't, I, don't, I don't look to become that person. I'm enjoying what I'm learning through it, you Absolutely. know what I mean? And I think for me, I just embrace it. I, I really do. If anybody ever looks at my, my page, you just see I'm just literally embracing this journey that I'm taking, you know what I mean, for whatever it is, and it's just been so amazing, <laughs> so awesome to go through that. Um, I've always had a very strong asana practice uh when I first started yoga it was like on the mat for three hours at a time like every day so um yeah I was it was because I needed it you know Mm -hmm. I needed I needed I needed it so bad and um and now it's you know my my asana practice has slowed down I mean I still practice every day but not three hours um but I'm doing the work off the mat Doing mm-hmm. the, doing the work with me and yeah. my community and my relationships yeah. um, with people and my um, communication because it sucked for a very long time. <laughs> my vulnerability was horrible, you know. So all these things, I, I'm such a different person than I was before, and um, that's beautiful. I can only attribute it to my yoga practice off the mat and on the mat, of course. But yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I mean, I've recently had all these like. like revelations and like awakenings so for about three years I practiced yoga consistently just Mm -hmm. because you know I was like in love with it to be in love with it like (laughs) right I entered it for the physical reasons Mm -hmm. and like about six months in was like whoa there's way more to this like Mm -hmm. took this yoga philosophy and spirituality class that allowed me to see like all the eight limbs of it not just the asana so Mm -hmm. you know I was kind of awakened to all of that very early on and then after three years, that's when I started Black Girl Gnome. So again, it, then it went from this like more inward, like this is for me as a, as a you know, spiritual medicine mm-hmm. sort of thing, to this is for other people and I want to bring other people in and yes. I was teaching it and I was like, you know, building this community. And that's been beautiful. You know what I mean? I'd never take back the past three years for anything in the world. But I think that I did become more distanced from the... Um, from the practice mm-hmm. as a practice mm-hmm. um, for just me. And then I would say um, when I realized that all this past weekend, I basically decided to commit to the journey um, mm-hmm. again for the next three years to being all about me. Right. So because, you know, I've arrived at this moment where it's not just me, you know, doing um, and leading and cultivating Black Girl Gnome. I have a fantastic team, you know, I like it's a it. shared vision now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just mine. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like something that is resonating and is strong and is like alive beyond me. And so um, I'm really looking forward to like this recommitment and this like new excitement and enthusiasm. And I kind of manifested that. Like I went on this trip saying mm-hmm. like, this is what it's going to be. Like, and I noticed that about entrepreneurs, yeah. especially in the wellness community, me, me, me being one myself, like we tend to speak about all this self-care and wellness and then we forget to take care of ourselves because we have so much other stuff going on, yeah. right? And so for you, I think you bringing it back in, honing it back onto yourself is yeah. so important because yeah. we have to. We have to do that in order to level up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I'm hard excited. but yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm just over here admiring these new names of yoga that I've never <laughs> ever known asana I'm like oh I think I've heard you say that before yeah. though I've taken a few yoga classes but me and yoga is absolutely hilarious like I really? do it at home in my own space so nobody will be laughing at me no one would laugh girl you've no. been to our community who would laugh at you no right. one I would laugh at you myself. would laugh at yourself and that's a beautiful thing that's true mm-hmm. that's yeah. a great spin on that yeah that's a great spin on it. I yeah. think you just have to make it your own. Like, literally, a lot of times my personal practice is not um, pretty. I mean, I fall a lot. I mean, I'm hurting a lot. I'm oh God, sore. Yeah. I mean, shaking. it's all these different mm-hmm. shaking. And, and, you know, you, you have to go. That's, that's, that's the journey. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. It's the journey. And you have to go through it the same way we have to go to the journey off the mat and, mm-hmm. and deal with the mat, deal with the skeletons and peel off the mask. And, yeah. It's the same work, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's why the, the, the lessons on the mat are so important, you know what I mean? So get on the mat, girl. Oh, God. All right. All right. All yes. Right. <laughs> yes. So, Crystal, what's new with you? What's, like, something recently maybe um, 
revealing or compelling or transformative that you've realized as someone who facilitates healing or an experience that you may have had with someone that affirmed like this is why I do the work without going into so many details because a lot of it's private um, I have realized in specifically the past two weeks that a deeper appreciation of the work where um, I've been called on suicide calls and active drug calls and watching these people activate their choice and activate their power and make the choice to live. And for me, um, because what you do has to also provide a level of happiness, I always said, because I grew up military, traveling, being available for my family were really important to my happiness. I was able to be home, fly up to New York, um, fly up to Chicago, fly so many different places to do this work, be available for, be available for my family and travel, actualizing that and then actualizing the process that these people are going through and that, like I said, that activation of their choice and watching them fly and feel like they have the tools and never feel like they're alone, there's nothing that beats that. That's amazing. Watching them do it on their own and watching them, like when they bring out their notebooks and then watch that they said all of those things. Mm -hmm. You created all these things. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some truths that likely can be evolved if you want to evolve them, but they address them and then evolve what they want and evolve what they don't want, but they understand everything mm -hmm. is a choice. Mm -hmm. I'm not backed in a corner anymore. Yeah. I don't have to do it this way. I can get my high this way, or I can get my high another way. What am I chasing? So they got down to what they were chasing and then found different ways of achieving that without necessarily harming themselves, yeah. but they did it on their own. And the body work just integrates that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> That's amazing. Like we, when you, because look at look at the world, right? Look at all the look at all the shit that's going on. Can I curse? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know. Yeah. Sorry for the no. kids listening. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> no, but just dealing with our shit is so hard. You know what I mean? When we're truly dealing with it, and I don't think that we think about. Um, how much work it takes, how much energy it takes, how much we have to go through. Um, and I think for me personally, you know, people see my page and, you know, I probably look always happy and always, you know, looking for the light, silver lining. And I do, and I do, mm -hmm. but, but <laughs> it's after I've went through what it is I need to go through. And then it's like, oh, look, look where I am now. Look, mm. you know, I went through all this stuff and I'm still here, <laughs> you know, and I'm yeah. still going. And I think that is where it is. You know, that's that feeling of still here, still going that, that for me or for even her watching her clients, just like, wow, like going through all that and you're still here and you're still going and it's so beautiful because at any moment we could just give up because have every right to, especially right. as a black woman. Right, absolutely. No, <laughs> preach on it. You know what I mean? And it's just beautiful. I, I can't even. I just love that you talk about choices because freedom comes from choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of times people don't feel like they have an option, you know what I'm saying, to get out of mm. what they're going through or an option to see differently or have a different perspective. Um, and I think that so much, there's so much healing in revealing or allowing someone not allowing someone but kind of teaching someone that, that hey you do have a choice you can live a happy life you know what I'm saying you can experience darkness and find a way out of it and experience like this this joyful like this joyful life and I mean I know for me when I was younger I I feel like I wasn't presented with choices, therefore I was depressed because I felt like this is just what I'm stuck with, you know what I'm saying? But then I got older and I started, you know, building relationships with people, um, reading, I don't know, exploring just things that were healthy for my, my soul. And I was like, hey, you know what? God was like, Dion, I, 
I, I want to let you know that you do not have to live like this. You can have a different life. You know, you can experience happiness, but not like a temporary happiness, like a joy, unspeakable joy. You can have that. You can attain that, you know? So that's beautiful for you to, you know, talk about your clients choosing to live a happy life, you know, over suicide. That's very serious, you know? I think, I think sometimes when it comes to depression and darkness, we're trying to get out of it. Right. But it's my truth that in some of those places, you're connected to your highest self. And mm -hmm. the only time it goes left is when you judge that your connection to mm -hmm. your highest self is showing up as wow. depression. Mm -hmm. So Interesting. Um, it's, well, I'm in this dark place and I need to run out of it. And if, if they do contact me, we're not running out of it. We're running into it mm -hmm. and we're listening to the message. We're going into it because why are we just gonna run away? Wow. Um, for it to come again, and then you're still at that same level exactly. That's of, of expression. Wow. So when people say depression and anxiety and all of these things, they're very, very real, but the perspective of this is who I am right now, and I need to stop judging that this is a place I need to run from changes everything mm -hmm. because just like the seasons, just like day and night, there's time for us to rest. And sometimes our rest looks like depression because we've worked so hard that in balance, it has to be a whole lot of rest. So your body is depressing you mm. to rest. And if you don't rest in depression, rather judge it, you're, wow. you know, it's counterintuitive mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the process of your body trying to get that rest. So what do you do? You run instead of resting and then you're tired. I'm fatigued. I can't do this, I can't get pregnant, all of these things from being so sympathetic all the time, wow. always fighting and flight, uh, wow. fight and flight, and you just think that life needs to be an uphill battle, and it's not. It is what it is, and you are, you'll find much more solace in experiencing it without needing to define it. Mm-hmm those places aren't meant to be run from, they're just gonna take you to a, a level you don't know. And then when we don't know, what do we do? You run. Judge it, <laughs> label <laughs> it. Yep. Think it's that just you're uncomfortable. crazy. Like, I have a question for you related to all of this because this is a perspective that I think is so important and I have not heard it before at all. Is this something that you have um, like discerned and, and stepped into um, up after all of your work with all these beautiful people that you've done your work with. Um, and alongside of that also, is it something that you've also like researched and learned and read and, and taken up into your practice? So in th it was three different ways. One, it was my experience mm -hmm. uh, with suicide, depression, substance abuse. Um, two, it is um, my knowledge about different diseases comes from I write stories. Uh, my clients, their bodies tell me stories, and so that's a new book for me. And then formal education has taught me those things as well, and my truth about that has continuously evolved. Um, and it's never to say, because sometimes that perspective means, sounds like those things aren't real. Those things are very real. It's what you do with it. and. I've seen, I've, like I said, working with me pushes you a little further into the dark, but I've seen people sitting on ledges, and I, it wasn't my place to take them off the ledge. Why, why, do you want to, why did you call me? If you called me, you're not ready to do this. What do you want? Do you want attention? Do you, like, what you, whatever you wrote in the letter, let's just communicate that to what you, to the parties that you were looking to do. Wow. And it's not my place to say, don't do that. Who mm -hmm. am I to, to say that? But you called me for a reason. If you wanted to do it, you'd have jumped like I clipped that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you have you have to you have to have a knowing. You can't just be like, you called me, so right. if you want to jump, jump. No. Right. It's a knowing 
and a channeling, <sighs> a channeling of the correct words. Because at a vulnerable place like that, yeah, you don't get to throw your attitude or anything in there. Yeah, you understand you're a conduit. Yeah, and that's it. Your job is to show up, and 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 be, and and trust that your intuition is going to feed you the words um, that are necessary. I'm very glad I asked. Did it Something you just said that she said transition is the last step of healing. That is so, so, so powerful. That is, you know, when someone just says something and like you just get this, these flashbacks of just like your whole life. I just feel like that happened to me. Um, yeah, I'm just going to end it there. But yeah. Wow. Well, I work as a transition doula as well. So a lot of times if somebody is leaving this earth, their families around them and they're not happy. They don't feel like they can leave. So what has to happen is communication has to come from that person, whether the person's able to talk or not, to the family. And sometimes they're waiting for forgiveness. Wow. Sometimes they're waiting for whatever it is um, to happen. And they, they're staying here for that reason. They're not just leaving and wanting to wreak havoc in another realm. They're just some, some things they need to communicate aren't they can't talk or whatever. And yeah. so it's just reading them and, and doing this level of communication. And then you see them transition to a place of peace. It's not, you know, fun, easy work. Yeah, but, but it's necessary work and it's probably beneficial for those who choose it. Mm -hmm. I have a question for both of you. Um, maybe all of us can actually answer this, but what is... Um, you know, I hate to say number one because then people get pressure, but what is one of the most um, valuable things that you think women of color can do? Um, and let's just say black women because we're all black in the room. <laughs> What's the most valuable thing that you think black women can do um, for themselves in terms of their wellness journeys from your experiences? So that's why I feel like everyone in this room can speak to it, like something that's been healing for you in your life. I think for me, I had to separate myself from this idea that I have to be this type of woman, um, whether that be a wife, um, whether that be a mother, whether that be a daughter, um, person, friend. I had to separate myself from what that looked like for everybody else. Um, and I think as black women, um, we have to do that um, because it's because we we're we're said that this is what a black woman is. She's angry, she's mad, she's always this, and she's always this, you know. Um, and like Salon say, we got a right to be mad, <laughs> right? You know, we do. Um, but we also have a right to heal, and we also have a right to create our own realities um, from that healing, right? Um, and I think that as black women, that's what we have to do. And spaces like Black Girl and Ohm and what Crystal does and, and all these things are creating these, these spaces for us to do just that, right? To manifest our own realities and realize that we don't have to do what we've always done, what our mothers have done what our you know all these people have done that we just didn't connect to and like you said Dion, I, I just didn't connect to it you know and realizing that you don't have to I, you can make your own way you know and I think for me that's been the biggest thing because I've had to make my own way I didn't have a a road <laughs> I didn't have somebody or a template, or a template. no yeah. I didn't and I still don't I'm still figuring it out um but I think that that's the that's the first thing that came to my mind when you asked that just separating ourselves from the thought that we have to be something other than what we are already. Yeah. yeah. So. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Like, and I think that the thing to what you're saying, like the, the implications behind that realization mm -hmm. are oftentimes really scary because you're like, oh, so I don't have to be in this automatic way of being or acting. Yes. That's great, but then wait, what's the alternative? So then you have to learn to adopt new practices and put them in place. And that's yes. oftentimes really scary. And I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> speaking <laughs> from experience. No, it's hard. We have to figure out what it looks like, you know. And, and it takes, for me, you know, being married, what a wife should look like is certainly not what I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I don't fit that mold, you know what I mean? Um, but I am one. And, and I am a good one, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, yeah, it's just realizing that and sitting with that, I think, is, mm -hmm. is what. Yeah. Thank you. You know, on that tip of like uh, templates and, you know, following 
a path that was created for you mm -hmm. or created for women, period, because, mm -hmm. you know, we're told this, that, and the third. Right. I think for me, too, like, owning my own narrative, yes. you know, and just owning my individuality. I know my husband is um, – we're, we're in a Christian marriage. We're mm -hmm. both Christians and we're married. And a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, we're supposed to look this way yes. or be this way or serve each other in this way. But he really supports, like, me as an individual. That he never pressures me, pressures oh. me into being, like, a stereotypical wife or a stereotypical woman. He's just like, Dion, whatever you do is what you do. And that's what I'm here for. That's what I support. And that's helped me a lot to just really embrace myself my thoughts like regardless if that looks like you know um a wife that someone told me that I was supposed to be or whatever mm -hmm. and I know that whenever you individualize things or you say like oh un you know a, a normal wife would look like this but Dion looks like this it kind of creates this mm -hmm. otherness this otherness you right, know right um but I've become okay with that I'm like I like the fact that I'm me <laughs> yeah. right I you mean, know what I'm saying I like the fact that I have a different story to tell like Absolutely. my story is never going to be the same as anybody yeah. else's story right. I can tell you that <laughs> and, and that's that's so that's so empowering because it kind of relieves you of this pressure to have yes. to like you know meet this standard or whatever it's like screw the standard screw the rules like no like i'm 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 fine there's so much power in me like owning my own narrative yeah, telling my own yes. story you I know and inspiring other women to do the same absolutely so that, that is that, that also what you would offer out as like a powerful thing that more black women should should do yes for their wellness can you imagine yes. if we did that. that if we all just did that just be just were who we just be who right? you are, like, <laughs> yes. for real, just be how you are, you know? And I think we're starting to do that more. I think it's starting to happen. I think with, with us um, making a presence on online and, and people seeing that, even though we may not all be the same, right? All of us are very different in this room even, um, but we're connected and grounded in who we are and, mm -hmm. and the love is there for that, right? right. <laughs> we're like, oh my God, I love you for that. I love you for that, you know? <laughs> and that's that's what I think we need. I think as black women and and we, we are doing it, and I see it, and it's so, so, so inspiring to me to see it happening now. It's like next-level confidence. <laughs> and I and I love, like, when I think about women like Erica Badu, she's just so, she's such an anomaly. Love her. I'm like, girl, I just love you. You are just. She's it. She's just it, you she's know what I'm it. saying? And she just really inspires me. I'm like, I just, I'm obsessed with you. Yes. Because she's always lived that life of, like, this is who I am, and, um, yeah. And, she <laughs> and she's well respected for it. it you she know? is. I think she is. She was that. She's that mold for black women. Like, like, yeah. She's she's the mold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my god. This is another one. I'm kind of cheating. She's so cute. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna say it because I've already. <laughs> yeah. well, go ahead. Um. No, I'm gonna let you go, Lauren. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> Um, so I would say I have a lot of ideas that come to mind, but when I really think critically about it, it all comes back to, um, honing your intuition. Like mm -hmm. I thought at first, Ooh, manifesting your reality, mm -hmm. which you spoke to mm -hmm. Ty, mm -hmm. but that comes back to, if you want to manifest this reality and this possibility that you see for your life, you have to know what yeah, you want. You have to know who you are. Um, right. Same with any self-care right. practice. I could be meditate because meditation has been recently very transformative for me or yoga mm -hmm. um, or whatever, you know. But again, that goes back to understanding yourself. I don't think anymore because self-care is so trendy. Um, I don't think that I would tell anybody that they need to practice yoga, that they need to meditate, that they need that. to do this, that, and the mm -hmm. third, because you might get more benefit out of taking that shower that Crystal was talking about. <laughs> that might be all the self-care you need in your week. I love that. Like, yes. seriously. So for me, it's like your intuition. I think as women, our intuition is, is there always, but so much of it gets stifled the way that we're socialized just generally, um, and gets confused and gets like warped mm -hmm. and that you can cultivate certain practices yeah. to really hone back into what oh, that is um so I just I don't know like I see I mean I'm grateful to be surrounded by a circle of people that I would say are very in touch with their intuitions like the way I that we're all that. carving mm -hmm. out our lives mm -hmm. just like you have a clear path and you know what that path is <laughs> you know um, but that wasn't always the case you know you have to create those environments you know and I think um, like you said, you're surrounded by those people. Yeah. And imagine if you weren't, though. You know yeah. what I mean? You have to create those surroundings for you to be able to um, be in a space to hone in on your intuition and know yes. what that know what that feels like and know what that looks like and be supported by it, 
by people who are doing the same mm-hmm. thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and I just we did a episode, we did a whole chakra series. Um, yeah, on the As Above So Below podcast, and we talked about intuition a lot. Be looking at I'm like newly <laughs> into the chakras, so yeah, well, we did a whole seven week series starting from the root to the crown, um, and we just finished the crown last week. So every every week, it's a, it's getting into the details of each chakra and how to how to peel them, how to open them up, you know what it looks like to have a closed one, and um, all those things. Uh. But intuition was the best for me. I'm gonna um, go straight there I love and then go to the other ones. Mm. It, it is, yeah. You, yeah. however you feel, <laughs> yeah. however you want to break it down. But yes, um, that third eye, breaking it, breaking it open is, oh, wow. is what it is. Thank so, you. Yes. <laughs> I guess we'll end. We'll close with Crystal. Let's <laughs> love her. And then you have some. I mean, you've been dropping gems. Both of you have been dropping gems Absolutely. this whole time mm-hmm. with us. So. Yeah, what is something that you would really strongly recommend black women to take up to support their holistic wellness? So my answer would be unlearning and um, really embracing the light and shadow self. Like, that doesn't mean going to a person, getting a specific type of work done, like y'all were saying, like, yoga or meditation like it's not saying that that's what you need to do it's really embracing who you are and I think everyone touched on that and that's what we as women often don't do because we're supposed to be that light we're supposed to take care of everyone but that hurting part of us just has to suffer never be shown any of that And I think the most healing thing is when you say, this is who I am and I function as a whole in this being. That's the the practice that um, I would think people could adopt, women of color, black women could adopt and really change the world because we do change the world. The world goes where we go. Um, That would be my recommendation often uh, open yourself to unlearning and really embrace your truth there are no there are the rules are what somebody wants them to be so but who knows what reason um no I, I love that I think that we become better servants when we're operating out of a place of love and out of honesty and just transparency and yeah. I think what uh, she and I had a conversation and we were talking about, um, I don't know, I was probably just spilling my guts or something, and I was just like, I am this and I am this, and she's like, stop right there. I am. Like, that's all you have to be. I am. And that just made, that just, just stuck for me, you know what I mean? And just made so much sense. Like, you don't have to be all these things, like all these titles and connect to all these things. I am. And whatever that is, that's what you are, you know, that, that's where you are. For that moment. For that and moment. You'll be different in five minutes. Exactly. And, it, and it's fine. It's okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. You got so many titles. So many titles. Thank you, you both. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate both of you for coming and speaking and sharing. Uh, I mean, it's so interesting. We were going to do two separate podcast conversations, but I feel like this was the exact conversation that we needed to have together. So, yes. I think so. Yeah. This is great. This yes. is awesome. I'm so, so thankful to be here. I think Crystal can say the same. Like, we were like, oh, my God. We're going. Yes. <laughs> That's how we feel. That's I know. We, feel. So we didn't even share this, but we all got to actually meet and connect um, in Atlanta. We did. We so. met on the on the taxi ride over. Yes. We oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, God. You remember that? Yeah, <laughs> I do. So when Dion and I went down for my yoga tour workshops, um, we got to meet both Ty and Crystal and it was fantastic it good, was good vibes so um where can our listeners find both of you to stay connected okay um i'm on hit i'm on instagram as hippie heathen um well hippie underscore heathen um, my website is the same thing hippieheathen.com I have a podcast called as above so below it's on itunes and soundcloud and i'm pretty much all over the the web as hippie heathen on on pinterest facebook yeah just pinterest anywhere you know i like pinterest is life <laughs> no it is it's just hilarious like pinterest. yeah pinterest twitter everywhere you can find me as hippie heathen so awesome 
You can find me on Instagram as Heal with Crystal. And my website is HealWithCrystal.com. And from there, you can see where I'm at. Um, I believe next is D.C. And then there's Panama. So if there's ever um, a place that you are and you want to see, am I going there or want to bring me there, that's where you do it through the website. So those are the best the best way to contact me is healwithcrystal.com. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, ladies. It was nice to have you. To stay in tune with Black Girl and Ohm, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Black Girl and Ohm, and follow us on our amazing website where you can find our amazing stories and photographs and everything else at www.blackgirlandohm.com. Special thank you to Post Loudness, our network. They are fantastic. You know, there are so many great stories that people of color, women, and queer folks want to tell but don't have a place to share them. Post Loudness wants to create a community of unique voices and audio, so check out postloudness.com to see what other podcasts they represent. Um, special thank you to the co-founders of Post Loudness, Cher Vincent, James T. Green, and Alex Cox for their support. Um, special love to our um, podcast audio engineer, Aline Kaza. And uh, last but not least, the lovely gentleman behind the music on the show, Khalid B. and Peter Espenson. Don't forget to breathe easy. Thank you.